Today on the podcast, I am talking about ROI, return on investment, and how you can get more of it. Actually, a lot more. It's going to require that you flip your thinking. Come and join me. I'm going to share all the details on the inside. Welcome to the e-commerce roadmap, the podcast for store owners who are growing their sales without spending a fortune on ads. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up and join your host, Susan Bradley, as we dive into the work that will grow your sales this year. Hey there, welcome back. So I know from talking to so many of you that you're often frustrated because you feel like you're wasting money and you're and you're wasting time. And what I want to share with you today in this conversation I'm having with my good friend Sierra Stokeland, a new approach, a new way of thinking about our expenses and how to get an ROI on all of our expenses. And I think this is a great topic because I don't think it's something that we think about regularly. No, I don't I don't think so. So this is my friend Sierra so we were, uh, we had, we talk all the time once a month. We have a date, right? Yep. Standing date. Yeah. Standing date. And this topic didn't even come out of that. It was some, somebody who works with me who also works with Sierra shared something that Sierra had shared with them. And, and when I watched it, I thought, Oh, and, and so I was on the boxer to Sierra saying, I think this is a podcast episode. I think people don't talk about this. They don't even think about it. And it's a huge, big deal. And so here we are. Uh, I don't, how long have we been friends for? A couple of years, right? A few years now. I'm so thankful for our friendship too. You yeah. And both of us have a real genuine interest in helping people who own product-based businesses uh, be profitable and be financially whole. And even though that's not exactly the topic of this one, you have some really smart ideas on this. And so let's talk about ROI. Let's talk about traditionally, first of all, do you want to share how you think that most of your clients think about ROI in a traditional way? Yeah, I think if they have thought about return on investment, ROI, it's always in regard to advertising. That's the only way people think of it, Uh, ad spend. Yep. So I spend X amount and then this is my ROI on my ad spend. Um, I think that's really the only the only thing, maybe like once in a while, if they're going to launch or build a new, like um, open a new brick and mortar store, they'll say it's going to cost X amount. How long would it take for me to see an ROI on that whole investment? But that's pretty rare. It's really the marketing. It's the ad spend. Yep. So, and I think you're right. Like I would say the same thing, that that's traditionally they're looking for. And because on your... um whatever dashboard you're using, whether it's Google or Facebook, there's a big column that says- Yeah, that's well, probably why, because they see it, right? Yeah. yeah, and you take it as fact too, which is, you know, another conversation for another day. Yes. But but this this concept of ROI, like in my mind, it's really just like, we have limited time and limited funds, and we have an obligation to ourselves and our businesses to get a return on- whether it's all the time we spend on a task or all the money we spend on our business. And we don't often think about it that way. We just think we have to do all these things because they're on our list. Yeah. List of things to do. But when I said, you know, I'm like, hey, Sierra, that was really genius, blah, 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 blah. 
And then I asked you to come back. And then some of the things that you said that we could talk about on the podcast were really jaw-dropping for me. So do you want to talk about how you think we can get ROI or where we should be looking for ROI in our businesses? Yeah. So I think we need to start thinking about every investment we make in our business, which means every dollar and everything needs to give us a return. And it can give us a monetary return or a time return, but everything should have a return on it. So some things that you and I have been talking about is return on investment on our payroll, our team, our 1099 people, like anyone on our team, they need to bring us a return on investment, either of time or money, Um, return on any spends we make. So I was just chatting with a client today who said, I have an opportunity to spend X amount. I think this would be great for my business. Can I even afford this? And so I walked her through, you know, my framework of figuring out what it's going to do to the profit and so on and so on. And then I said, and what kind of return do you want on that? Like if you spend this, what do you expect to see from it? Do you need more time? Is it going to give you more time? Is it going to give you like literal sales? Like what is it going to do? And then I think the one no one thinks about is the coaching, consulting, learning. Like, so we think, okay, I'm going to be in Susan's mastermind or Sierra's group, but that's so expensive. And I don't know. And I've, we need to go into these things thinking, okay, it's going to cost me this much, but here's the return I'm going to get when I'm with Susan and her group. This is the return I expect to see. So those are the three, the three areas I think business owners need to start looking. And return should be in specifics, right? Not in broad strokes, like in specifics. So yeah. your client that was uh, going to invest in something, you just don't want them to say, well, I want my sales to go up. <laughs> exactly. So what the, here's exactly the illustration. I, I, as I was um, boxering her, I was like, I should be recording this. And so I need to do a podcast on like how to do this because it was just like, I felt like it was genius. Um, but I said, okay, so you're going to spend, let's say $1,500 and you're going to spend it on this service. How much time is that going to free up for you? Let's say it frees up five hours a week for you. Okay, so now with that five hours a week, as the business owner, what one sales activity could you do that could drive $3,000 into your business? Because now you have five extra hours. Like when we look at it this way, then you said, like you said, we literally put measurable things. So when she makes this higher, if she decides to to add the service, she can say, Oh, this week. Yep. Here's my time. Here's how I spent it. Yep. I see an ROI on that. So hiring the service is actually making me money. Yeah. And and you can measure that. And it's actually maybe giving you like allowing you to change the list up a little bit and you that focus of, okay, so I feel comfortable that I made a good decision on this, but it's my responsibility now to go and get that ROI that I used as the, um, the reason for implementing like it brings that to the top of the pile. Well, I think that's it. Like that's exactly it. So like with coaching and consulting, like you can't go into, let's say you hire a, a consultant to help you in your business or a business coach and you expect an ROI, but they're going to do the work. They're going to show me the things Then I'm just going to make a bunch of money. No, <laughs> that's not how it works. It's I'm paying this. Therefore I'm committed to showing up on time to putting the work in because here's what I expect to uh-huh. see in my business. I expect to see more sanity, more growth, more sales. Like we need to take that on us as this is non-negotiable. Like I will get a return on my investment. Right. Yeah. I agree. And I think that you can contrast that with what most 
of us do is when we purchase, whether it's a course or, uh, you know, a program, you know, a limited time program, or it's a membership, we, we actually think we're buying a solution to a problem, but that's not true. We're buying tools for our toolbox is what we're buying. Yeah. But we have to use them to get the return. Right. And so you don't, no matter how much it is, whether it's a um, hundred bucks or $10,000, we have to put our attention. We have to shine a light on it, put our attention there and implement it. Or it's just, a, yeah. just wasted it. Yeah. And when you go into something and say, I'm expecting a return on this investment and I'm putting myself in the driver's seat for that expectation, that's a completely different end result then I'm just going to do this. Or in the case of my client, I'm just going to add the service because this is going to fix everything. That's very nondescriptive. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. 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 Really interesting. I think about it. um, Like, I really think that when you spend money or take on a project even, because for me, and I'm sure you can appreciate this and perhaps feel the same way, is that my time is actually like, it's, I feel like life is like this. I'm just going to say it. So you either have extra time or extra money, but you never seem to have both. Agree. <laughs> Agree. And so at this stage in my business, I have extra money and not enough time. And so when I'm thinking about taking on a project or, or even committing to getting on a call with someone or any of those things, I'm really thinking about um, my time and becoming more selective. And so when I, if I put that into practice, the ROI, what I would really need to do is say, okay, so-and-so wants to get on a call with me, or I actually want to touch base with one of our coaches. What is the outcome I want from that call? And that's why. Yes. Instead of just jumping on a call and, you know, talking about whatever's going on in our lives and just saying, oh, it was nice to catch up. What is the outcome? Even if it's just one thing, what do I want? And when I think about how we operate as uh, product-based businesses, I, and I can even use myself as an example back in the day, like back in the day, and even now, you know, one of the things, uh, the fun things maybe for most people about owning a product-based business is going to market. Yeah. Right? We want to go shopping. <laughs> yeah. And I think about, and maybe it's different for, you know, number of people who are listening, but I think about the days when I did that, and I still hear people doing it now, where you go to market, you walk around with the tote bag, the free tote bag, yep. you. you you don't go with a plan, you talk to all the people, yep. you get all the flyers or the catalogs or whatever it is, you buy a few things, but you actually never go to that with a plan, a budget, a list of the things you want to buy and really what the outcome should be. And yeah. what I think sometimes we talk ourselves into doing when it comes to expense, like expenses, like whether it's that thing your client wanted to buy or it's going to market or it's hiring someone. I think we look at it in the perspective is, well, I need this for me. I need mm-hmm. this. And so what I think about is, well, wow, for for market now, the number of hours and dollars I wasted on transportation and hotels and time in my business to look around with the tote bag that sat in my office gathering dust that, you know, I never really followed up on. That's exactly the kind of thing that sucks profit from our business. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that made me think of two things that are like practical that people could do right away. So with market. 
let's say you say, I want to return on investment. Okay. It's going to cost a thousand for hotels, a thousand super easy numbers, thousand for airfare, thousand for food. So three grand for me to go. I want to come away knowing that I've negotiated better deals in the amount of $3,000 in savings. Or I want to know that I find two new brands that are going to bring me an additional $6,000 in profit. Like you have to get really specific. Something else I thought about was conferences and conventions. So we spend all this money and we go, and then we don't go with intention. We're like, it's going to, I'm going to learn things and I'm going to collaborate and have fun. Okay. How about we say, this is going to cost me a thousand dollars all in. And I expect to come home knowing one tool that will save me five hours a week, right? Like go with what your intended ROI is. Yeah. Or even like when I think about that, I think about my, I'm in the, you know, my mastermind, not my own mastermind with my own clients, but the one that actually I'm a member of, and it's really expensive. And I think that because it's really expensive, it makes you pay attention. But I know that I go into, because I'm paying attention, because it costs me so much money, I go into each one of those meetings with uh, a little list of who I want to talk to, what I want to ask them. And I really want to resolve a couple of issues while I'm there. I want either information or I want people to share with me how they've uh, solved a problem. And so, but if I went there, it would be really easy without that. It would be really easy just to flop around, have some good food, say the speakers were great and come home with nothing. And so really it's just about changing your mindset. And I think that the other thing we should just share though, is that it's okay if you're doing some of these things because you think you need a break from the day to day, it's okay to have a break. Like it's okay if that's what you want to use as your break, go for it. But also remember, maybe a better way to get a break is just to go check yourself into a hotel for a couple yeah. of And then your return on investment is rest. And that's an okay ROI too. Yeah. Yeah. That we don't always have to be looking busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't you feel like though, um, I've been saying this lately to clients because I just feel like I fell into this trap. We get addicted to frantic behavior. Yes. <laughs> we say we don't like it, but we we can get addicted to it. So when you start to get yourself out of that mindset and you calm down and you have plans in your business and you feel like, oh, I'm so lazy. Why am I? It's because we're addicted to that feeling of being out of control. So you have to watch for that. So you're almost looking for something. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking for a mess. What kind of mess can I get myself yeah. into next? I think you that's know? so true. I I do. And I know you've done a lot to simplify your business in the last year. Me, not so much, but um, yeah, like I, I I do think it's so true that we live in this chaos. Yeah. Chaos. And we think that there's something wrong if we don't have chaos in our lives. Maybe that's, you know, a personality trait for entrepreneurs. I don't know. I think so. Cause we're hardwired to like, which can be a benefit to us. We can go, we can problem solve, we can readjust, you know, we just have to watch that that doesn't become a hindrance to yeah. what you're actually capable of. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about um, also, and you know, you're the inventory queen, but I, what I also want to talk about is the number of people that I speak with that want to add something to their store. They want to like take on a new, you talked about a new project as an expense, but I hear a lot of people do say things like, well, I want to add this line. 
And I actually had, I have someone that I'm speaking to later this week who has skincare and is like, yeah, I want to add makeup, maybe. And all I can think of is, oh, okay, have, have you invested that I'm, I'm sure you're excited to invest the time in whatever it is, like whatever you decide you want to add. Say you make men's sweaters and or women's sweaters and they're high end, they're $300 sweaters. And you keep hearing from them that, um, that their husbands, they, they want to buy men's yes. right? Yep. Anecdotal. So the next thing you know, you're designing men's sweaters and you're all excited and you're going to launch that product for men without doing like that real work to see if you're going to get ROI on that. I think we're really fast and loose with what we want to add to our offerings, like whether it's um, you and me (laughs) offers for service or it's us with product-based business saying, oh yeah, let's, let's add this to the mix. And I like, I think more times than not, especially in the digital world, it's a little bit different in brick and mortar, but especially in, um, in the digital world, more often than not, it just muddies the waters and it doesn't yeah. ROI you want. I'm sure you yeah. see that with inventory all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, and it comes from different reasons. Sometimes our sales are low. Yeah. <laughs> so we just, you know, constantly like adding, trying to fix it that way instead of looking at what's the root problem or your, you know, maybe sales are high, but you never have any money. You can't keep any money. So you yeah. think, well, I'll add more stuff. I'll sell more stuff. Sometimes it's boredom. Because entrepreneurs, you know, have like a quick start mentality and, okay, this is working, but that's super bored. I want to invent something. And so we do it for that reason. It happens a lot, but it doesn't often work unless you really have a great foundation and you have systems, processes, you know, stuff set up for what you already have working. And then you launch something else. Just adding complexity rarely does. Any yeah. Good. That's a really, that's a really strong point. You need that framework and then you can yeah. apply new to it. But I think also you have to get proof of concept. Yes. And figure out why and be really honest with yourself. Like, why am I really adding men's sweaters? Ah. Like, why is it? Cause I'm just bored of making women's sweaters, but they're selling really well. Am I making lots of money? Is it because I just hear it all the time and I'm unsure and not confident? Is it like, is it truly because it's a need and I could get an ROI and this is the yeah. perfect next step, but we have to be honest with ourselves. So when we start thinking that way, like really, what are the things we need to ask ourselves? Where do we need to stop ourselves and say, okay, let's take a look at this thing, this business we've created now. Where do you, where would you look first? So what I told my client this morning is I said, okay, there's two filters you should use when you're thinking about adding an expense, which anything that we're talking about would be an expense, payroll, traveling, whatever. First, you look at your budget, which is why we have a budget, you know, so put the number in and then look at the bottom. And what does that do to my net profit? Am I happy with that result? Am I not happy with that result? If I'm not happy with what it's going to do to my net profit, it doesn't mean it's a no. But now you have a hang on yellow light. Take a breath here. And so if you get that yellow light of caution, you say, okay, what would the ROI be on this, though? So it's going to lessen my net profit. However, Now I'm going to, let's say you're hiring a 1099. Now I'm going to have extra time in my day. I can make those sales calls. I know when I do them, it produces X amount. So actually, if I manage this well, this expense will deliver more profit than I'm seeing right now. Um, If you get a green light, like it's not going to really hinder my net profit at all. Maybe you just go ahead with it. So I think that's 
what we should look at like first is our budget. Like just look at the number. What is it going to cost you? Just like raw cost and see if you can even live with that before you even go to like, what can I expect to receive on, you know, on the return side? Oh, that's really good. I I just have to share with everyone that um, both of us, I think that's why we have connected so well. We both have this very similar background in um, I had a small chain of brick and mortar stores. So did Sierra. We both recommend you never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> and we both have had to learn a lot, like yeah. through the school of hard knocks, right? Yeah. And it's an expensive tuition. I'll tell you yeah. what. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, it could be a lot of empty wine bottles in the recycling bin. <laughs> right. And so what I, what I love is that when I talk to you, you don't just come up with a concept, like it's an application and, and it's based and in all these years of experience and all the things, like we had a moment in a hot tub (laughs) a year ago, I guess, we're like, you know, this is what happened to me and this is what it was like. And it's really, if we can help you with anything that will help you avoid, you know, just feeling like your business owns you and like you're teetering on that cliff and you make one wrong move and it's all over. It's, it's so, even though this stuff that we talk about sometimes when you and I are together feels um, it's the least sexy stuff. Yeah. (laughs) business Because we're not saying go do three posts and you're going to do this or go hire a blogger or like you're saying, you have to do the hard work. You have to slow down and you need to think about the underlying functions of the business. Yeah. And that's not very sexy. No, it's not. But it yeah. And so if you don't get anything else from this episode, but these two things, I want you to remember that resources are more than just money, right? Resources are more than just money. And I want you to think every time you uh, pull out your credit card or commit to something with a lot of time, I want you to think about what the ROI is on that. Did I miss anything? That's so good. So good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Where can people find you if they want to talk to you? Probably at my website is the easiest way. So sierrastockland.com and then my Instagram's linked there so you can follow along on all my retail adventures, my inventory adventures. So I'd love to have you come and join me over at my website. Thank you. So good to see you again. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy our visits. Oh, thank you. Okay, guys, go think about ROI and report back. We'll see you next week. Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped, wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want, and you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch. This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away and they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing, and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. 
So the URL is thesocialsalesgirls.com sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.